Wait a second. You thought this was going to be a podcast about Ash and his lifelong battle with losing, huh? Heck no. This is a podcast for ace trainers that are all about strength, will, and the desire to be a champion. This is the Heracross and Wartortle Pokemon Podcast, where we talk strategy, team building, and all things pertaining to competitive Pokemon battling. So get ready. Only real trainers and their Pokemon can survive and become a legend. Hey, what's up, trainers? How we doing today? Welcome back to another edition of the Heracross and Wartortle Pokemon Podcast. We're excited to be with you guys today, and before we jump into today's topics, we just want to apologize. We had a whole episode about building a team, and we wanted to share that, but unfortunately there was a bit of a malfunction with the technology. As much as you love technology, just as equally hate it, and for things like this, our recording got uh, corrupted, so... We'll have more team building stuff in the future, but Jim had a great idea, something that we've kind of been thinking about for a while now for a podcast. So Jim, why don't you talk to the people about what we're going to talk about today? So uh, to our loyal listeners, I'm sure you've noticed on several occasions, both Tom and I have uh, openly shit on, for lack of a better term, the uh, borderline tiers in competitive play. Uh, and we decided that it was time we actually do something about it. So, today is going to be our take on what we believe would be a borderline tier between OU and UU that's an actual tier and not a list of, like, 13 Pokemon that no one's going to want to play in. Yeah, and now what do we call this tier? Because I think the name's great. Uh, we have overused above it and underused above it, so I decided commonly used sounded perfect. I think it does, because, again, this tier is going to be Pokemon that aren't overused. You would expect your Latios, your Latias, your, your Genies. Those are overused powerhouse Pokemon. And underused, you know, underused can obviously perform in this tier that we're going to go through some of the Pokemon, most of the Pokemon that we put in it. But I think commonly used really kind of puts a bow on it, brings it home, because these Pokemon are commonly used, not OP, because like I just said, there's a lot of Pokemon in the overused tier that are OP. And I think that this is a really fun tier that we created. And real quick, just to let you guys know what the next episode is, Jim and I are going to build teams within this tier. And we're going to battle each other. And we're going to let you guys know how everything worked out. We may narrate it. We may just highlight what happened. We haven't decided yet. But we're definitely going to build teams from this tier we've created. And we encourage you guys to do the same thing. Listen, I get that Gen 7 right on the horizon but this is why we had to do it now because this is what we think should have been in the smogon tiers throughout this entire tenure of six gen this is what we believe would have been a more fun and a more fair tier for everybody to play in and between the entirety of the tier there's what would you say less than five pokemon we disagreed on being in the tier yeah we mo- we mostly agreed it it worked out pretty nice. Um, we took Pokemon from OU, UU, and Borderline 1 and 2. The majority are coming from UU with quite a few from OU. 
but we got some representation from Borderline 2, only three Pokemon, but still. Mm -hmm. Um, And for Borderline 1, which this will, in our minds, essentially replace, we've also decided where the Pokemon we didn't put in from Borderline should end up. Some of them move up to OU, some move down to UU. We got specific reasons for all of them, and we'll get to that when we get to it. Right, and I actually, just to piggyback off that, there's a couple here that we're not going to spend much time on. Uh, you know, for example, we're not going to get into why we think Diggers B should be in CU, and we're going to say CU, commonly used. It's a good Pokemon, not elite. We'll get more in-depth into some of the controversial ones. I mean, obviously we'll go throughout the list, but we're not going to spend a crap ton of time on why we think Blissey should be in CU. Blissey is obviously a special sponge. Unless you have Taunt or Fighting, you're essentially screwed. But is it OP to the point where we need to talk in-depth about why we hit up Blissey for this tier? I don't think so, but we'll definitely spend a good amount of time on some of the ones that were controversial, that did take us a bunch of time to kind of figure it out because when we and Jim were doing this off air we, we we starred guys and then we had like cuts and then we had cuts after that with more starred guys so th- th- there was a long process in, in, in deciphering which Pokemon we wanted for this tier and funnily enough the Pokemon we decided to make the tier 4 didn't make the cut Mega Beedrill Oh, right. What are we? We just left it in UU, right? Yes. It's just so frail. One earthquake, I don't care if it is neutral. You're pretty much taking it out. Um, and obviously, you can't have a focus sash because it's a mega. And listen, I get stab U turn hits like a Mack truck, but at the end of the day, a Will O Wisp, a Parahax, it, it's very easily to, easy to dispose of, of Mega Beedrill. Um, so why don't we start jumping into some of these Pokemon? Oh, real quick, before you do that, we've started the shiny giveaways, folks, so show us some love. We're looking for some homes for these shinies. Again, this is about building our community, uh, developing more followers so we can have tournaments. Jim and I have consistently expressed our desire to have tournaments with you guys, so in order to do that, we need more followers. So Click retweet, like us on Facebook, share us with your friends. Again, we're not getting paid. It ain't about that. It's about increasing our community so that we have more trainers to converse with. So you can find us on Twitter at HNWPokemonPod, and you can also find us on Facebook by searching for the Heracross and Wartortle Pokemon Podcast. So, Jim, you want to start this list, brother? Who are so? Let's start with the OUs that we thought felt... They weren't too OP to the point where they could still be, you know, very usable and still fun in the commonly used tier. Well, I mean, part of the reason you got Pokemon from different tiers converging is you need you need checks and balances for everything you have in a tier, and within tiers you've got weaker Pokemon or Pokemon that fill certain niches that aren't necessarily on the same par with everyone else in the tier, Mm -hmm. but might be the strongest uh, rapid spinner or the strongest setup or the, or the quickest uh, will-o'-whisper. 
things like that. And stats have something to do with it. Some of these OU mons might be some of the stronger ones in the CU tier, but some of them aren't, in all honesty. And I'm sure uh, that, like you just said, there are checks and balances. There are ways to take out these mons. Which know. is part of the reason we decided they didn't need to stay in OU. Exactly. So let's bust out that list. Let's lo- bust out that long scroll. Because th- what you say? We have 68 Pokemon in this current tier. We, we did a lot of shaving, but uh, even if you look at OU now, I think it's 50 plus. UU now is like 40, 50 plus. So, yeah, UU, 68. UU's old. 69 oh, before wow. this. Oh, wow. Okay. OU's 56. So it's right in that sweet spot. Okay. Um, with some moving around, because we drop, we'll just focus on CU today. If you guys like it, we'll do another one of these uh, for between RU and NU. Um, and we have actually thought maybe we might have our first tournament be Pokemon from this CU tier. Ah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's something that I think is fun. And as we go through this list, you guys will see that maybe you guys will find yourself wanting to play in this quote-unquote tier creator. And before we get into it one more time, I just want to stress, we know Gen 7's on the horizon. We might be a little late to the party, but better late than never. We, we still wanted to kind of amend what Smogon has created because we think they've done a decent job, but they can most certainly do better. So let's talk about these OU Pokemon, Jim. Why don't you start naming off some of the guys that in OU we move to see you commonly used. Okay, so I think uh, three or four at a time is an easy way to get this done in a relatively efficient manner. So the first four we have are... Amoongus, mm-hmm. Chansey, Clefable, and Excadrill. And from those four Pokemon, you you don't really have anything that is a complete overall nightmare in the OU tier. I mean, Amoongus is strong to counter fairies. Mm-hmm. Um Chansey is a great wall, yeah. but a knockoff... A knockoff makes it useless. It doesn't make it completely Com- useless, but it certainly hinders it quite from, a bit. From the physical side, you take away its physical defense, though, is, is where I'm getting at. But it could definitely still work on the special end of things. Yeah, plus, wasn't Amoongus in, like, RU for the longest time, and then it just suddenly got bumped to OU? I think um, so. So... Um, Definitely not a threatening, super threatening Pokemon to where Amoongus couldn't go to see you. Uh, Clefable. I'm fine with. Clefable is basically a weaker bulk wall as opposed to like a Chansey with a little more move versatility. It's stronger, but it can be taken down way easier. And Excadrill. I mean, in all honesty, I don't really even understand why it was in OU in the first place. Well, Sand Rush with Tyranitar is why it's OU. But again, it's not super bulky, an earthquake, a fire move, a fighting move. 
pretty much essentially takes it down. The reason why it's an OU, again, is now with Hippowdon and OU, which is another Pokemon we put in commonly used, just to give you guys a little bit of an example. But with, 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 with Tyranitar and OU, the speed combination, I mean, it's ridiculously fast. I think that's why it's OU. It does hit hard. I think it's got, what, base 130, base 140 attack. Um, so that's why it was OU. But again, is it OPOU to the point where you can't put this guy in the commonly used tier? I don't, I don't think so. And to your point about Clefable, one steel move, one poison move, and it's pretty much lights out. Yes, it has magic guard, but it's not like Clefable is unstoppable. Um, so why don't you go, go next four, next three or four, Jim. So we got Gengar, Hippowdon, who we already said. Klefki and our first Mega is Mega Lopunny. Lopunny's um, not OP. It's definitely commonly used. It, it's very strong, but I mean, I've tried using Mega Lopunny numerous times, and if you don't anticipate defending for it, you're not gonna last very long with your Mega Lopunny out on the field. Exactly. Hippowdon um, it. I don't view uh, Sandstorm as much as of a threat. Um, yeah, it takes a little bit of damage away, but it's not overly bad. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a set of Pokemon. It, certain Pokemon in Sandstorms are very powerful, but I don't really believe Hippowdon is one of them. And I've always believed that Sandstorm is more of a defensive weather uh, base team build compared to sun and compared to rain just because like you mentioned that damage and just the plethora of ground steel and rock type that are really statistically built around their defenses so i agree i will say that hippowdon is a mammoth of a physical wall i once took a choice band waterfall from azumarill at, at about 83% health and lived with 6 HP and was able to retaliate and kill with an earthquake. So it can be a beast, but it's not OU beast. It, it's commonly used. Um, so that leaves Gengar and Klepke. Uh Gengar is... Gengar's strong, but I don't think Gengar breaks the bank. Too frail, um... You, you pretty much kind of need a Focus Sash if you want it to hang around. It does get levitated. It does have good offenses, but yeah, exactly. Don't expect Gengar to stay around for a while. It's going to do what it does. It might take out a poke or two. Yes, Destiny Bond is a thing, and that frustrates people, but is Gengar so potent to where you've got to put him in an OU tier with the likes of Megalatios, Megalatios? I don't believe so. I think it's a commonly used Pokemon. And then Klefki, Klefki's weak and frail. The only reason it's in OU is Prankster, which is a complete annoyance, but it doesn't break the game. It's not like when Shadow Tag um, Wobbuffet was still allowed. Right, right. And it's it's Steel-type, and while it has great resistances, the common ground fire fight... Well, not fighting, it's neutral of fighting, but the common ground fire is why it's in CU. So, next four, Jim. Magnezone, Mega Manectric, Mega Medicham, and Quagsire. 
Okay, so as for Magneton or Zone, the reason why it's CU is because Earthquake is so common, and guess what? Magnezone gets really hurt by Earthquake, so I think we can agree CU. What about the next one, Jim? Uh, the two Megas, in all honesty, they're kind of in the same category as Megalopa, and he's super potent in their respective attack fields. But I wouldn't exactly call them game breakers in the defensive departments. Mega Manectric and Mega Metacham aren't doing you any favors as a defensive mod. Now, Mega Metacham, when it Mega Evolves, it still retains the pure power ability, correct? I believe it does. What is its speed just off the top? I, I, I want to look that up because I know Metacham on its own, like, it's not slow, but it's not fast. I'm looking this up right now. Okay, 100 base speed. So, again, I can't even put a choice scarf on Mega Metacham because I've got the Mega Stone. So, I feel like that's why we felt that that was fine for CU. Um, as for the other Mega Evolution, uh, Mega, what was it? Manectric. Manectric. It doesn't get a lot of coverage outside of Flamethrower, Thunderbolt. Yeah, it's fast and yeah, it hits hard, but I mean, and, just, just, just roll with a Blissey. I mean, Mega Manectric is doing nothing to Blissey. And as far as Quagsire, Quagsire, I think, is an OU just based on its pure amount of coverage and it's good typing and the unaware so if someone just swords dances you to hell with like mega size or you come in and 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 those stat changes are basically temporarily subsided uh but no i agree with you water ground is phenomenal phenomenal so all right so you know and again real quick as we go through this list if you guys have any disagreements on our tier and guys that should be bumped into ou put back into ou or drop back down to uu as we get to those mons you know let us know why at hnw pokemon pod on twitter uh so jim next four okay we got sizor mega and regular Slowbro. And Starmie. And just to reiterate, that's not Mega Scizor we decided to keep an OU. Yeah, Mega Scizor, it's pretty darn powerful. I mean, one of the shinies we're giving away is my Mega Scizor, uh, which I love that thing to death. But again, it's a labor of love. We got to share it. And you know what? Mega Scizor can do quite a bit of damage mm-hmm. um so you better watch out for and that, i'm guys. i'm fine with scissor and cu again a will-o'-wisp uh they nerf steel typing so it doesn't resist ghost and dark anymore i think i think it's fine for cu and Slowbro and mega Slowbro. i mean they're slow they're slow knockoff <laughs> is super prevalent dark is prevalent Grass and electric is prevalent in this tier. I don't think Mega Slowbro warrants you when you're building a team. Do you have to put a counter for Mega Slowbro? Like, a, like remember how Ages Slash back in the day, which is why we left Ages Slash and OU Slash Uber, just throwing that out there. You had to have a mom that compensated just for one Pokemon in Ages Slash. I'm not so sure Mega Slowbro carries that same title. So I think I, I it's personally... very defensive, but 
it's not it's not defensive in a way where it breaks the game. And one super effective special electric attack kind of pretty much puts it on edge. And the reason why they're both in this tier is because obviously as you Mega Evolve, you lose the Regenerator ability and you gain the uh, Battle Armor. whatever Or whatever prevents you from getting critically hit. So, next Pokemon... Uh, it was Starmie. Starmie is Starmie. Not OU. 115 base speed. Yeah, it gets Ice Beam, T-Bolt, Scald. But, again, is Starmie... Are you super worried about Starmie? I think it's just fine in the commonly used tier. And then our last three were taken from OU. Our Mega Venusaur, Weevil, and our first legendary in Zapdos. Now, I think this is where it gets controversial. I personally agree with you. I think Vena, Mega Vena can be commonly used. I do think there are people and listeners out there that would disagree with that, though. I think they might think Vena's a little too bulky, a little too powerful. I think it's fine in, in, in CU, and I get that with Thick Fat, you're, you're eliminating a lot of common weaknesses there. But Mega Vena is still not unstoppable. I mean, I, I would probably consider it very high CU, commonly used. It'd probably be in the top 10 in that tier. But I, I don't think that you need to put Mega Venusaur in OU necessarily. Um, what do you think? I, I've seen Mega Venusaur be bulky, but I don't believe it's necessarily going to break the bank in its bulk department i mean yes it is leaps and bounds ahead of a regular venusaur but i mean i don't know a single person who was using a regular venusaur competitively prior to gen 6 well, I mean, used competitively in the OU tier, or just generally used because he was used competitively. I mean, you were more prominent in competitive play in previous tiers, but I know a lot of people. You mean previous gens? Yeah, sorry. Um, a lot of people weren't using Venusaur very often. Right, it definitely wasn't a high tier mon. If that's the to- the the point you were trying to make, so. Yeah. It, Mega Venusaur, it, it can be burning some, but, I mean, it's not a tier without your fire types, it's not a tier without your earthquakes. Well, it's neutral to earthquake. Yeah, but earthquake still packs a punch. No, it does. And just don't forget thick fat, though, so when you say fire and ice, it it technically resists those, or uh, uh, it's neutral to those. Um, Yeah, but, I mean, they still have status effects. They, um, I mean, people still can use a powerful move in those respective elements. It, It is a very bulky Pokemon, but it's not the bulkiest. I mean, if I'm talking about a Pokemon that is more questionable in the tier. I would question Blissey over Mega Venusaur, which to this day I do not understand why Blissey is in UU in Smogon's tiers and not OU. I think the difference there is that Venusaur boasts both the physical and special bulk, whereas Blissey it's it's special or nothing. 
I think Megavina's got like a 120 base D. So you, you, you can utilize a physical, physically defensive Venusaur. And I also think the reason why Venusaur is polarizing, I guess, or questionable, why we're questioning it, is that poison typing, again, with fairies and with fighting being so common, you have a resistance there. And, and you know, I, I personally have always found that, yes, even though you're neutral to ground, I think grass poison is definitely more viable than mono grass. It is. But we've spent some more too much time on Vina because we've got a long list here. If you disagree, let us know why at HNW Pokemon Pod. So we got Weevil and Zapdos. Um, I don't think anybody has a problem with that. I don't think Zapdos is too OP. Stealth Rock exists, folks. Yeah. So we got eight guys from the borderline tier. I'm going to have to explain the mons we left out um where we thought they should be okay um so let's run through the borderline tier mega alakazam is OU. i'm i'm sorry it It, hits too fast and too hard it it's a very strong pokemon and i mean i think it presents more of a threat than any of the previously listed megas within the tier. Uh, more so than uh, Megalopony, Mega Manetric, Mega Metacham. Mega Slowbro is a different kind of mega, but still more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we spent some debate on Mega Venusaur. It might be a little, little more than Mega Venusaur. Again, Mega Venusaur, in Tom's mind, is right on the cusp of being too powerful for the tier. In my mind, I don't believe it is. I don't think it's too powerful. I just think it just absorbs everything. I mean, you basically, for lack of a better term, you you can make a Gengar your bitch with Mega Venusaur. Um, but I, I'm still keeping it in commonly <clears throat> used. I just think it's a top 10 commonly used Pokemon. Okay, Mega Altaria, commonly, commonly used. Commonly used. It it gets Dragon Dance, it's got nice typing, but it's just, it's a little frail. You can take it, it down. It, yeah, it's it's nothing special. Same with Diggersby. Mega Gallade should have been OU. I don't know why it was borderline. Yeah, that, that's just too much coverage. Dark, you get knockoff. Stone Edge, Ice Punch. You just have so many ways for compensating what Gallade is weak to. I, I do believe it's a no-you Pokemon. What's that, base 160 attack? My God! What'd you, what did they give Mega Gale, Gallade some freaking steroids as a baby? Like, holy shit! Yeah, OU. Yeah, that that's question that's suspect. Um Halucha, Mega Gyarados, both commonly used. Um Mega Gyarados is sort of in the same category with Mega Venusaur where it's right on the cusp of maybe being a little too much, maybe top ten in the tier, but I don't think it's it doesn't breaking. get a groundbreaking ability. Mold Breaker, it has a cool niche use, but it doesn't change the game much like a, a, a Magic Guard or something like that. 
It's hard. It's very naturally bulky. My whole thing, the only reason why I was keeping it out of commonly used, because I was like, do I want Gyarados and Mega? But we did that with Slowbro, and I don't think that Mega Gyarados is too unstoppable. So I, I think, and we're just going to, I revealed it now, both Gyarados and Mega Gyarados, I, I think they're just fine and commonly used. Yeah. Um, the next three in the borderline tier, we drop down to UU. Mega Pidgeot, Solipede, and Staraptor. Yeah, I've got now, no problem. Solipede with uh, um, Baton Pass rulings that you can't Baton Pass more than one type of boost anymore and only one Baton mm. Passer on a team. Forget commonly used. If you could still Baton Pass Speed Boost Swords Dance, it would be overused. Yeah, but I mean, it's not... It's not the first choice of anyone, I think, as far as a baton passer. I'd if you're still go use with it. Ninjask just because of the base speed. Um, Star Raptor. I really don't believe Star Raptor is powerful enough. Well, it's, it's pretty strong. If the problem is, I think, what base eighty speed. So you've pretty much got the obligatory choice scarf. And you know what it's I mean it does get intimidate which is nice but 120 attack 70 defense 50 spec D What's the speed? 100 speed. Oh okay, so a little faster, but you still kind of have to put a choice scarf on it I feel. Um, but if you guys again if you guys disagree let us know at HNW Pokémon Pod. I personally agree with you though, Jim. That's an underused Pokémon. And Mega Pidgeot, it's its ability is its greatest strength and its greatest weakness. I'm and what sorry. Is that? The no guard, it it does as much for it as it does against it. Right. It, and it's not like a Machamp where it's got access to some moves that can seriously break the game. With that no guard ability. Plus, Mech- Machamp isn't weak to AD accuracy Stone Edge, much like a Pidgeot would be. So expect well, that Stone well, Edge uh, to me- hit. A Mega Pidgeot's weak to a hundred accuracy Stone Edge, Tom. Because- that's that's what I was just saying because of no guard. <laughs> you know, so you make a great point there about it, it using working against it. So, yeah, I agree. I think all those are UU. Let's start getting into some of these UU mons now, now that we're about uh, a half wait, hour. We got, the, we got a few more from Borderline. Oh, do here. we? Okay. Yeah. Uh, we got three, four, six left. So, okay. Terrakion. Oh, uh, I would put it in commonly used just because Stab Stone Edge, Stab Close Combat hurts like a bitch. That hurts. Tra- Terrakion, Victini, Volcarona, and I skipped over Mega Heracross. All four of those are uh, commonly used. Mega Heracross doesn't have the speed to be put back into overuse, so I think that this is a a fair spot for him to put him in commonly used. Who are the other ones you mentioned? Terrakion, it's strong, but its typing is not anything special in the least. But I don't think it's UU. It does still have a base 108 speed. That's nothing to slouch at. Yeah, um, Victini, it's... V-Create, boom, that just sends you to hell. Victini is, in my mind, a lower-tier Jirachi. It's got some very powerful moves, but its bulk 
is non-existent. And it's also weak to stealth rock. Just to yeah. throw that out there. Um, in Volcarona, I I question why it wasn't in OU in the first place. But yeah. with all these Pokemon we brought down from OU, Volcarona fits right at home in I, this I agree. commonly used tier. That leaves um, Zygarde as OU. It's a little bit... Uh, slower, as I recall, as far as legendaries I'm go. I'm looking up the stats right now. 105 HP, speed. Yeah, 95 speed. 120 D. It's in, it's in, it's in BL. What does Aura Break do? Lowers the multipliers of Dark Aura and Fairy Aura to 0.75. I think it's OU. Listen, I think there's a lot, I think there's an argument for commonly used, and I'm not going to denounce that, but... I don't know. I'm just not the biggest fan of these, like, using these legendaries. Like, uh, the, the, uh, Jirachi and Celebi, it's like, okay, but I don't know. For me, I just, I'm not a fan of using that many legendaries. I would put it in OU. I can see the argument for CU are commonly used here, but I'm I'm going OU. And then the last two from Borderline are Thunderous, Therian Form, and Togekiss. Both and- OU. Togekiss is very, very, very good. It's just a flinch chances. And I know you mentioned the move pool, and that's all there, too. But once you get that T-wave up with Air Slash... Its ability is nice, too. I mean, Togetic was great going into Gen 4, and then they had unveiled this beast. And I remember using my Togetic during Platinum, and it just wrecked. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what Air Slash Serene Grace Thunder Wave combo does. That's why I believe it is OU. Yeah, and I know you hate the genies. And I you... hate the genies. If you play with the genies, shame on you. Go take a nuclear bath somewhere and t- clean yourself off. Yeah, I, I'm i not the biggest fan of them either, but uh, we're just putting Thunderous and thunderous theory and in uh ou and that's all there is to it um and yeah i'm fine with that um before we get to uu i'm just gonna quickly run off the three from borderline two we're bringing up um, to uu not to see you no to see you oh okay uh kingdra kyrum and tornadoes um kyrum it it's the weakest of the three Kyrams. Also, quick side note, think at some point we might see a true Kyrum. That'll be the Kyrum White and the Kyrum Black together. Because uh-huh. we need more stuff in the freaking anything ghost here with Mega Rayquaza and probably the 100% Zygarde when we get that. That's right. Are you telling me? That's right. Uh, Rayquaza's and anything goes now. It's just that powerful. They couldn't even keep it in Ubers, dude. Yeah. Um. So we got Kyrum, we got Tornadus, and we got Kingdra. Uh, Kingdra is not the most powerful mon in the book right off the bat, but you can buff it up a bit, and it's got some nice typing. It very very appealing to use absolutely i agree 
And Tornitus regular form is the weakest of the genies. I think it's due to the move pool, if I recall correctly. We're bumping it up because there's no way it should be below UU. And, of course, it has Prankster, right? Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's, for me, why it's in commonly used, personally. I think Prankster's a game changer. Just ask, just ask, just ask whatever hole um, Sableye crawled out of before it got the hidden ability uh, Prankster, where the hell, what tier that thing was uh, living in. I don't even know what, is there even a tier as low as, like, never, oh yeah, there's never used, but it was probably PU. lower than that. It was PU? Probably. So, you see that as soon as something gets Prankster, just how relevant it, it is. So... Okay, so we're done with OU, and we talked about our BL. So this is where we found the most controversy when building our CU team, commonly used tier, excuse me. Uh, so let's jump into some of these UU guys that we bumped up. Yeah, we decided more than like half the tier deserved to be in this. Uh, of the 69, we have 37. Okay. So quite a bit. Um do you want to do it as listing off the ones we have in here or listing off the ones not in here and the controversial ones we decided to put in? Let's list off the ones we put in, but we'll talk about the controversial ones as well. Okay, so <clears throat> Mega Absol, Mega Agron, and Alakazam are all in the tier. Um, I think... All through, I think Mega Absol is a little stronger than Yu Yu in the I first agree. place, and it gets um, a magic bounce. You can't will o wisp it, can't T wave it. Yeah, I believe it's commonly used. Um, and part of the reason why, um, regular or uh, Mega Alakazam was bumped up is because Mega Alakazam is a stronger mod than Alakazam. But Alakazam is just as strong as all these other, the surplus or the vast majority of these other commonly used mods. It's one of the stronger natural psychic type Pokemons. Right. Uh, I mean, what, base 125 speed? It, it's still got, what, like 120 special attack? I mean, it hits hard. Psy Shock, so even if you're a special wall, I can hit your defense. Super fast. You can't toxic me. Yeah, Alakazam's frail, and that's probably why it's not OU. But don't get it twisted. Alakazam will leave a hurting on your team. Hurting. You will have a bruise the size of Jupiter once it's done with you. Are you sure it's not the size of two spoons? It could be the size of two spoons. I don't know. I was just exaggerating my point, but... It's still a sizable bruise. Teaspoons, or tablespoons, excuse me, not a teaspoon. Table, imagine you had a, a, size of a, a bruise the size of a tablespoon. It still hurts you. So, okay, sure. Next so, three. So, Mega Agron. Oh, right, you, Mega Agron. You can talk about why Mega Agron's in the tier. Yeah, Mega and, Agron has a base 140 attack combined with, like, a 2 million defense. I think it's, like, 230 plus. But then when you combine that with the fact that it becomes mono steel, so you're just worried about ground fighting fire, which is very common. 
but you can easily compensate that in a team building process. Plus it gets the filter ability too. So I'm still slashing 25% off the damage I'm receiving. It hits hard. Fairies are a thing. I think that Mega Aggron is a commonly used Pokemon. And just quick side note, Mega Aerodactyl, it stealth rocks this thing. Um, it's not commonly used. Yeah, I it, think we agreed to bump it down to UU. It's still UU. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so we've got Arcanine, Azelf, and Blissey. Uh, we left Mega Ampharos, Mega Beedrill, and Mega Blastoise where they were. Um, Azelf and Blissey, we both agree on. Tom was a huge proponent for Arcanine. I was a huge proponent against it. But, but again, that's because your reasoning was a move a move that does not work in what type of format? VGC or uh, the if I recall correctly, the extreme speed move that is in like every move pool people want Arcanine to have. It was an event exclusive move you can't breed for. So and it was Gen 5, so it doesn't get that stupid Pentagon that is necessary to play the vast majority well, now it of has the online Pentagon. competitions. Now it has the Pentagon. Mine has a Pentagon. It, the extreme speed ones shouldn't. Mine, I'm pretty sure mine does. Either well, way, the point of this whole thing there's is... There's some is... move that I think was... Oh, you know what? I think I'm thinking of uh, Entei. And even so, Entei, I believe it gets the the the, the hexagon. The point that I'm making here is just we're 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 we're, we're this is a Smogon tier that we're rearranging, and and if Extreme Speed is a Smogon acceptable move, I don't think that you can knock it for that, considering that Smogon is the largest used metagame for competitive Pokemon play. I think that you have to allow extreme speed in. And at that point, with extreme speed, Intimidate, Will-O-Wisp, Morning Sun, Flare Blitz, uh, Wild Charge, I believe it gets Bulldoze as well. I mean, it's it's CU. Arcanine could cause some serious damage. Okay, so uh, we... But your disagreement is noted. Yeah. We uh, skipped over the next three. I'll... Selby and Chestnut, we both agreed unanimously, UU Pokemon. Chandler, I was a proponent for it being CU. Tom was okay with it, but it was one of the ones that got cut. Uh, just was weaker end. And, I mean, when we were done going through everything, I think we had something like 89, and you can't have a tier with that many. Yeah, and, and the one thing for me with Chandelure is just, you, it's just you, it, you almost have to put a Choice Scarf on it, and for me, that's why I kept it at a CU. Even though that's debatable, I mean, if you're looking for any sort of offense, good luck outspeeding people with, what, 80 base speed? If I'm correct on Chandelure, I believe it is 80 base. It... It's not the fastest Pokemon, but, I mean, you can trick room things. You can trick room, and it does have a base 80 speed, but then you get base 60 HP, base 90 spec and regular D, and while, like, 
90 on its own is solid. You still only have 60 in the HP. So if you were to invest everything in HP and defense, it's still not going to stay around super long. Um, so I, that's why I argued for it to go back down to UU. Okay, so Cloister, Conkelder, and Donfan are our next three. We skipped um, Cobalion. Crawdon, Cresselia, Crobat, and Darmanitan. Yeah, um, I'm totally fine with that. Uh, I think um, Crobat, Cobalion, and um, Crawdon we initially had in the tier, and we just, again, they were in the same thing as Chandelure, where certain aspects or attributes about them, they just had a get caught yeah i get that crobat has a lot of utility defog taunt i personally run confuse ray even though the world disagrees with me i don't care it just it doesn't hit very hard though and it's not like super duper bulky and the other thing is again you can bring pokemon from a lower tier to play in a tier exactly you don't have to exclusively use cu pokemon if this becomes a thing right um, so, what were we at? Uh, Cloyster, Conkledor, Donphan. Conkledor is self-explanatory. We don't need to go into it. Cloyster, basically Shell Smash. Yeah, Shell Smash, Cloyster with the uh, skill link can be pretty scary. Very it's, scary. It's, um, not the most scary Pokemon in the world, but... Trust me, if you if you get lucky enough to pull that off, you're going to strike a little bit of fear into your opponent more often than not. Yeah, and if there just so happens to be something that someone that your your opponent has that can outspeed Cloister, it does get the ice shard, so for me it's commonly used. Um and Don fan, it's it's a nice bulk it gets rapid spin stealth rock sturdy base 120 attack and defense it can hit you like a mac truck and it could take hits from a mac truck so that's why i believe it's commonly used okay so uh after don fan our next three are um the only one of the next Four listed in OU tier, Doublade, Empoleon, Entei, and Espeon we did not include was Empoleon. Um, as much we, as I love water steel typing, just again, now that you're weak to ground fighting, it's that's tough for me. That's why I push Empoleon back to UU. And its hidden ability doesn't exactly inspire the world, if you know what I mean. Yeah, um... Espeon got talked about getting dropped, um, but Magic Bounce Magic is, again right. is a nice ability to have. Can't Toxic you, Stealth Rock, anything. Anything that's non-damaging gets bounced back, so that's, that's very threatening. Okay, so the next three we have are um, Fortress, Galvantula, and Gudra. Um, 
Fortress is the best rapid spinner in Pokemon, arguably, but because it's only weak to one type, and if you just so happen to be up against that type having this sturdy ability, you can take one fire attack and get off a stealth rock or a spike or a toxic spike. Yeah, and that's it too. It gets every, it has access to every entry hazard outside of Sticky Web, and that's exactly why we put Galvantula in, in commonly used. You, you needed a Sticky Web user in the tier. Yeah, um, for alligator, it's not necessarily you, you. potent enough to be a CU Pokemon. Sheer Flo- Force is cool, but you, you. Florgis, I, I'm not very knowledgeable on Florgis. Florgis is really good, high base spec D, but again, that's all it is. Uh, the HP isn't amazing. Matter of fact, let me look it up here real quick because I'm curious myself. 78 HP. Yeah, the 154 spec D and the 112 spec A wow you. But there's nothing about Florgis that suggests that it's overpowerful. I mean, again, like Jim just mentioned, you can use any of these Pokemon and commonly use with good team support and still be able to, like, dominate. But for me, it's you, you. Yeah, and Gardevoir and Gligar, um, Gardevoir, it's a good Pokemon, but it doesn't quite pack the same punch as some of the UU Pokemon we decided were CU-worthy or some of the higher-tier Pokemon. And um, Gligar, again, knockoff. Yeah, and I will make this point. Me and Jim both disagreed. He felt that Gliscor should stay OU, and I felt that it should be CU. Ultimately, because of cuts, we kept it out. I don't think that Gliscor is overpowerful. I think it's very powerful, and it would be top-tier CU. But one water ice, and it's pretty much done. Okay. Next three we got are Gyarados, uh, Hydreigon, and Infernape, we uh, decided Haxorus, Heliolisk, and Heracross were all sort of good, just not good enough. Um, I mean, Gyarados is sort of self-explanatory, and so are the R2. I mean, Hydrogen and Infernape, they're both... Hydrogen just has great typing and a fantastic ability to go with it. Yeah, and again, some of the Pokemon we have in here, I don't think we mentioned this, um, are Pokemon that you see used quite a bit. They might not be the most powerful thing in the book, but sometimes the uh, exposure online has influence in um, how a Pokemon ends up in a tier. Absolutely. Um, and I know for Infernape, it's one of the better fire types, but it's still not one of the best Pokemon, um, but it is used prominently. Hashtag needs a mega, straight up. I think they should give it to him. I- I'm going to go out there, bold prediction. Sun and Moon gives Infernape a mega evolution. I believe it's happening. Uh, I would disagree with what you have to say. Uh, well, I agree, but I, I, I think it's really good. I agree that it's not top tier, but fighting fire with 108 base speed is, is really good still. Though. Okay. We got um, next three are in Crocodile, Lucario, Machamp, 
Um, Champ is in there because, again, with the no guard and some of the moves it has exposure to, it just makes it very viable as far as uh, an offensive weapon is concerned. Yeah, it's a little slow, but it's got a wide arsenal of attacks. I've seen it take stabs psychic from Alakazam, and that's with no defense or spec D investment. Yeah, HP investment, but... Still, that that on its own, plus, again, I don't care if you're bringing in a fairy type, a poison type, a psychic type, I'm hitting you hard with um, with dynamic punch, and you're going to get confused 100% of the time, so that allows me to potentially get a free switch in, because if I switch into a counter to whatever you have that's besting Machamp, you might hurt yourself, which gives me a free switch in, so... That is why I personally believe Machamp needs to be CU. Not to mention, again, knockoff, ice punch, stone edge, all of it doesn't miss. I think Machamp is a CU Pokemon. Okay, Crocodile, it's got Intimidate. It's got a decent move pool, but you need some Pokemon with some good bulk with Intimidate. And it's got Moxie, so if you want to run a Choice Scarf set, you have a way to increase your attack while not being able, because most choice users, you're using attacking moves. You want as much coverage as possible. You know, you're not running Will-O-Wisp on a choice scarf user. I mean, you can do it, but you don't really see it. So being able to get Moxie with base, like I think, what is it, 90 speed for Crocodile. Um, and th- that Earthquake, that Stab knockoff, that's going to hit hard. You get ready for that. You're going to get some serious tablespoon bruises with that. And then I get to increase my attack afterwards. And I also think the typing is great. Resisting rock, immune to electricity, immune to psychic, which we've... There's a bunch of psychic types in this commonly used tier. Yeah, you're weak to fighting, bug, fairy. Compensatable weaknesses, though. I definitely believe Crocodile is CU. Lucario's in the tier for the same reason Mega Lucario is an Uber. Uh, the moves it has the exposure to just make it too much of a threat. I agree. Um, obviously, Mega Lucario, with its ability and with the extra stat points and rearrangement of the stat points, it's way more viable. But Mega Lu- or Standard Lucario is still a beast. I agree, 100%. Um. So, after Machamp, we got Metagross and the Nido King and the Nido Queen. Um, looked over Mamoswine, Mandibuzz, Mainshout, and Milotic. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, all of those are, again, very strong, very reliable Pokemon, but just not in the same wheelhouse as some of these other ones that we're throwing in to see you. And again, the poison typing in the current metagame is a nice thing to have. Nido King and Nido Queen. They, oh, uh, Sheer Force? It's crazy. They get Ice Beam, Thunderbolt, Earth Power, which gets stabbed, freaking Flamethrower... I mean, for Christ's sakes, what move doesn't it get? Water Spout? I mean, it probably gets that. You know, like, there's just so many moves with the Sheer Force, with the Life Orb. I don't believe you take Life Orb 
to recoil because it's a quote unquote secondary effect that gets negated. Um, yeah, you you have to put the Nido the the the, the, Nido, the Nido Pokemon in, in CU. So uh, after that, we got um, Porygon two. No Porygon Z. Porygon two is stronger in my mind, and I I mean that might be something people disagree with, but. From my experience, Porygon 2 is the better Pokemon. I agree with you. Porygon Z is relatively frail. Yeah, it hits hard, but hey, say hi to Blucy, Porygon Z. You know, it's like it's not like it just completely overwhelms me. Whereas sometimes, when I'm up against Porygon 2 and that recover is real, and I've got no toxic and no knockoff, you better believe I'm starting to shit my pants. Um... Rodom Heat Form and Roserade as well. Um, Rodom Heat, we both agreed on. Uh, it's not exactly the greatest thing in the book, but it is a pretty powerful Rodom, and it's oh. not Rodom Wash where it's just overclassed in comparison to most non-legendaries. And fighting fire coverage is actually pretty solid to have stab on, especially when you in, like include in, in a levitate. I mean, normally Rotom Heat would be four times weak to ground, but because of that almighty levitate ability, that's why it goes into CU. And yeah, just to piggyback off your point, we left Rotom Wash in OU. If you use Rotom Wash, shame on you. Shame on you. You're not better than us because you run Rotom Wash. I run Rotom Wash on occasion. and On uh, occasion it, and whatever. There's so many people that every team, it's like Rotom Wash. It's like, can you use another Pokemon for Christ's sakes? Rotom Pokedex. Dude, they really should make that into a Pokemon. I'd be hyped to see that. Like, like, like Electric Fairy, maybe, or some shit. I don't know. I think it would be sweet. Um, and Roserade was one I wanted in the tier. Tom didn't think it was necessary for the tier. We took it out and then, um, I sort of did a run analysis of the tier to see, um, what types were prevalent, what types weren't. And we kind of needed more representation from poison. So I talked to Tom, we put Roserade back in the tier. Right. And I'm fine with it. He says begrudgingly. Yeah, uh, it's just like I said. I just it can be used as a special wall and stuff. That I think it's you, you, but I'm not going to object to it. Um. So the next four from you, you, we said were fair game for the tier: Sableye, Salamence, Mega Sceptile, and Mega Sharpedo. Um. The last three make perfect sense. Sableye, Tom already brought up. It's the prankster. Prankster. Um, so Shaman, Shaman's not super strong. I, I mean, Shaman Skyform is, but that's a different Pokemon. It's a different type. It's a different form with an E at the end right. for some reason, because that's how they got to spell it for Pokemon. For me. Hmm. Um, Snorlax is in the tier. Suicune's in the tier. Both Mega and regular Swampert. 
Um, I don't have a problem with any of those. Again, we talked about it with Quagsire, the typing. And and let's let's be honest about something here. Swampert has access to a lot of moves. Earthquake is stabbed. Waterfall is stabbed. It gets Avalanche. Can get Curse. Can hit specially with Skull. Don't let that 95 base spec attack fool you. That can hit hard, especially if you're in rain. I don't think, though, that the Swamperts, and more, more specifically Mega Swampert, it's still not OP to a point where you've got to put it into OU. I think both of them fit nicely in CU. Yeah, um, and the last three we have are uh, Shaman, or no, not Shaman, Slurpuff, Sylveon, and Tentacruel. Um, Toxicoro, Gumbreon, Vaporeon, Whimsicott. Fine leaving those in UU with the rest of UU and the Borderline 2 Pokemon um, that we didn't put in the tier. Um, for Sylveon and Tentacruel, I think Sylveon makes perfect sense why it's in the tier. Um, there's not a lot of fairy types we have in the tier. It kind of makes it a little more relevant as a Pokemon. Um, Tentacruel can kind of do a bit of stuff. Tom will gush on about Tentacruel till cows come home. Oh, yeah. Um, and Slurpuff was the other one along with Rosary. Let me ask you straight up right now, and I want an honest answer out of you. Should you put Tentacruel in UU? No. Okay. I I just wanted to hear your thoughts, that's all. If we're re-tiering, it should be in this CU tier. Okay. Um, and uh, Slurpuff, Slurpuff to me is what Cloyster is to other people, except a million times more special. Um, Slurpuff is just an absolute beast. Again, there weren't too many fairy types in the tier. The actual um, amount of fairies before, before Slurpuff was five, four, it makes it five. Um, you got um, two of them, two or three of them that are like purely defensive fairy types, if I recall correctly. So you really don't have that many options as far as um, attacking with fairy type. And it just provided some more options and kind of made it a very useful Pokemon to bump up in the tier and again i talked to tom and he agreed that it was okay he wasn't the hugest fan of it but you've got to pick your battles and and let's also to not to mention on. yeah a guy like florges who we pumped down to uu don't think for a second that you couldn't use florges in a commonly used tier battle so while yeah we've only got five fairy types there are other fairy types that can remain relevant in a battle of the commonly used tier yeah, like one of the main fairy types in the tier is Klafki. And I mean, you're not using Klafki to attack. No, um, it's all defense, all support. Yeah, which is part of the reason why a guy like Slurpuff is so. You needed another fairy type in the tier. And again, it might be a little biased. I love Slurpuff, but I think Slurpuff was the best available option. To I think if it one. doesn't get belly drum, you definitely keep it out though. Oh, absolutely. It, it, that's pretty much, that's the deciding, that's the sway vote for me is because it gets belly drum. Yep. 
Um, so that's our tier. Uh, in the tier, we got um, five bug types, seven dragon types, seven dark types, five electric, five fairy, nine fighting, six fire, four flying, three ghost, four grass, ten ground, three ice, six normal, seven poison, Six, or nine psychic, one rock, nine steel, and thirteen water Pokemon. I like the ratio of fighters to psychics. I just saw they, there's nine of them each, so I, I'm actually I like the diversity personally in the tier. Um, I mean, outside of I think it was um, rock, rock, ice, and ghost. Everything has a bit to choose from and that's count and that's just counting them as monotypes so as you get into dual types i'm sure you'll no, see a no couple these more. are this includes dual type oh, okay okay but i mean most of those offensively are okay types but you don't want those defensively most of the time i agree ice type is something you should never mess with defensively Avalug. I wish, because Avalug's an awesome design. It really is. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Avalug. I'm also a big fan of Carbink. Carbink's cool. What's Not that, Rock Fairy? Stuff. Rock Fairy, right? Yeah. Yeah, why yep. is that irrelevant? That doesn't make sense to me. But Because of its stats. Well, this was our commonly used tier, guys. I think we're about we're pretty close to an hour in, so this is going to end our commonly used episode. As we said in the beginning, me and Jim are going to take this tier, turn it around, come up with a team, and we're, we we haven't decided whether we're going to narrate team the, a team each exactly, a team each, and battle each other. We haven't decided if we're going to narrate the battle here on a podcast or if we're just going to maybe talk about the battle. Uh, we'll figure that out as as we as we as time goes on, uh, but and there also will be a full list of this tier posted on our blog page, which you can find at heracrossandwartortle.wordpress.com. Well, that's that's uh, it's like in our little link for Twitter, you can find it and Facebook and Facebook. There's a link to the blog. So you'll be able to see the full tier list. So if you guys wanted to experiment with the tier, maybe you and your friends agree that it's more fun so you're not getting raped by Mega Sizor all the time, go f for it. Try it. We ex we implore you to try this tier. That's why we did it. And yes, again, we'll admit we're a little late to the party with Gen 7 pretty much right here. But that didn't stop us. We still wanted to improve Smogon's tiers. And I'm sure, Jim, once we dig into Gen 7 and, and we sink our teeth in a little bit and taste it, we'll probably do another re a tier restructure and um, get Certainly. that. Certainly. Um, so we're, uh, we're, again, hoping to do a tournament in the future. We want to do this tier. Um we're currently doing some shiny giveaways. Uh, follow us on Facebook. We're looking for some Facebook followers. We 
we're still in the single digits there, so it's a little lonely. <laughs> hey, it's no shame, no shame, though. Everybody started, Microsoft started out in a garage. But again, we're not in this for the money, people. We're in this because we want a community to play and talk Pokemon with. And that's. We, we want to we have an audience. We want to be able to enjoy speaking with people ourselves and also you guys have people to speak with. I mean, it's a mutual benefit. If you got two buddies who are just as into Pokemon as you, let them know about us. Absolutely. Let, let them know. We we want to meet them. We want to talk to them. We want to get to know them. And, I mean, you bring two guys, Fred over in Arkansas brings over two guys. That's another four people we have in our community. Absolutely. And just a couple quick shout outs. Shout out to at Shadow Jet Zero on Twitter for retweeting the Azumarill Shiny. You're a good guy, man. Who knows? You might win, so keep that up. Shout out to at YNG Master Legend. I'm assuming that's young. At Young Master Legend. Thank you for retweeting the Shiny. Another shout out to at Mr. Ryman. You're not a follower of us, so you should be if you're listening. But he also retweeted um, the uh, Azumarill. So we're starting off with a shiny Azumarill. In a couple days, we'll have more and more shinies. Just keep retweeting. Keep liking. Find us on Facebook and like us. That's how you have three chances to win. Again, obviously, the motive here is to expand our what we're doing, but we also want you guys to have cool Pokemon that are competitively ready to roll. So, you know, don't, yeah. feel, fa- don't feel like you can't go on Battle Spot or find somebody on Reddit and, and jump right into battle. These guys are ready to roll. I think the next one we're going to give out is... Uh shiny halucha in a few days Ooh, i love me some shiny halucha um so we're gonna hopefully get that out before the weekend um gonna try and do one or two of these a week for the next month or so maybe the next two months depending on how it goes um so let us know we want to we want to hear from you guys Spread the love. Spread the love, uh, follow, people. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Social media. Yeah. That's the point here. But and again, if you if you want to talk to us, we got an email. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter individually or on Facebook individually. Be our friend. We'll battle. We'll trade. Absolutely. Most I'm always bad. up for that. Yep, so as Jim said, you can find us on Twitter at HNWPokemonPod. We're also on Facebook if you search Heracross and Wartortle Pokemon Podcast. If you'd like to get to us a little bit more privately, you can hit us up on Gmail at HeracrossAndWartortle at gmail.com. Look for those shinies on Facebook and uh, Twitter, and we will be back with our teams that we built from the commonly used tier, and we will let you guys know how our battle went or... We'll narrate it here right on the show. So, for Jim Vaca, I'm Tom Jew. This was the Heracross and Wartortle Pokemon Podcast, and we will see you here next time.